there. Welcome to Processing the Process podcast. My name is Ness, and I know life can be pretty overwhelming. So that's why we talk anxiety, inner child healing, trauma, self-love, and everything in between. Here we learn how to chill the hell out, savor our food, process our shit, and take life one moment at a time together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Processing the Process. Ishigir. Ness, how are you? How are you? How are you? How are we? I promise I'm getting my shit together, but you know what? You're going to get episodes when you get them. Today, Abish is with a guest. Girl, we're bringing that back. We're bringing it back into rotation. You know why we stopped? I'll tell you why we stopped. Anxiety. So this is your friendly reminder to actively try to kick anxiety's ass any moment you can get. And if that means doing something uncomfortable that makes you sweat profusely, then fucking do it. Um, Okay, yeah, motivational speech. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. But that's not why we're here today. Today we're going to be talking all about women's health, hormone health, with not only by me, but by the beautiful and the most knowledgeable woman out there, Barion Barry. She is my one of my favorite internet friends that I've met in the last like two years. And I have learned so much from this woman. She has dedicated her life to being an actual guinea pig for women's health because she realized one day there's an empty space. There's an empty space for understanding what our body does and how we can work with it. So not only is she just well-versed in all things period and cycle, but for over six years, she's a certified personal trainer, health coach, fertility awareness educator, and integrative health practitioner. She has been everywhere. She has dipped her toes in almost anything related to what she's super passionate about. And I'm so, so, so incredibly thankful that she had the time to sit down with me and talk some shit out, Uh, as well as go over some questions that I have been given over the time of me even diving deep into cycle syncing and understanding my own cycle. So we cover topics, okay? So get yourself a nice hot bevy. Okay, make yourself nice and cozy. Or if this is your time to go for a little hot girl walk, this is the perfect thing to slap on. I tell you what, you listen to us, we'll get you three miles easy. Okay, now without further ado, here is Miss Barry on Barry and Ness, and we talk about hormone and cycle health. Enjoy. How are you? Yeah. Honestly, it's a day. Like, yeah. you know, those days where they're like really, really good. And then there's days where like everything is just like, you know what? I probably just need a not today. That's low key today. But I have this time sacred for you oh. and like serving the community. It's in the calendar. So, you know, it's official. Totally. Okay. Taking time for me and we're here together. It's always so like, I don't know reconnecting to speak with you. You're very refreshing and it's just, I like talking to you. So I'm happy that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And I feel like, you know, today is going to be a can of worms. Yeah. In a good way. In a good way. In a good way. In a really good way. Don't worry, girls. I got you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So whoever's listening, strap in. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today. We're probably going to be covering a lot of ground, but at a good pace. So like, just sit back, grab your favorite beverage, 
and just absorb the knowledge that we have for you today, because I'm sure there's a lot of people here that are wondering about understanding their cycle and what they can do to support it and why it's so important. So before even, I think it would be really cool if we just got to know Barry. What's your background? Where where did you start with all of this? It was all a dream. No. <laughs> I, as you can tell, like I just need to like settle down. So there's going to be quite a bit of humor. Um, but in full transparency, I went to university for political science, Arabic and German. By no means did I think I would end up in this space. Y'all, I thought I was going to be a politician. And then <laughs> I did it. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, that's what I thought. Um, but I would say in July of 2016, I dropped, well, I started in corporate America, December of 2016, I had a meeting with my, um, naturopath and mm. she basically told me choose between your career and your health. And that's a lot to hear at 22. Cause I was like, did you wait? Damn. Oh, ma'am. So in January of 2017, I started down the more holistic health path of, you know, trying to heal myself. Uh, I got certified as a personal trainer and a functional nutritionist. Um, I remember quitting corporate America and then quickly humbling myself and having to go back because we had bills to pay, things like that, you know, fast forward to um, March of 2020. I lost my corporate job because of Rona. Like we all know yeah. how COVID happened. She came and in. And she came through. Mm. And, you know, it's crazy to hear that you're a non-essential, whatever, you know, like I'd already started building a community on Instagram, had already started sharing about my period journey. And, you know, at the time as a functional nutritionist and personal trainer. So like I had this level of like I know what I'm talking about, but in March of 2020, I kind of got pushed into the purpose a little bit more, as I like to say. Um, and I started my training as an integrative health practitioner and then a fertility awareness educator. Fast forward to August of 2020, I dropped what is now called Optimize Your Flow, which is where we teach people how to sync with their cycle in a really stress-free manner. So yeah, that's me. And honestly, guys, I'm going to probably talk in bullet points for the rest of this episode. So <laughs> all good, all good. But you know what? That's almost my favorite way to get information. It's just right there. It's exactly what we need to hear. And then that's it. We that we good. I love that you said you got pushed into the purpose. Like you finally, that was the point where it was like, you finally got pushed into finding that purpose. A lot of us experiencing lows, like job losses or just like extreme emotional lows, helps us really ricochet back up almost or just mm -hmm. back into a direction that is our direction. So that's really cool mm -hmm. to see how like you started with just a little whisper, like a notion, hey, you really need to kind of think about either your career or you. And then from that point, you chose you, which then opened so many doors to align with your passion. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I love stories like that. It's one of those things where in the moment, you know, you don't feel it. You don't see it. But right. in hindsight, my background being in what it was, like I thought I was going to go into women's health and women's rights anyways. <laughs> That's what I went to school for. It makes sense. Here we are several years later, like, but I graduated from university in 2016. We're in 2023. So what's that? Like five years? I don't, I don't know. Seven yeah. years? Yeah, maybe. Seven. 
Girl can't do I math. I don't do math. <laughs> I don't do math. I think it's seven years, but you know, here we are seven years later and I still am walking in that purpose of women's health and women's rights, but from a different scope than I ever intended and a lot less red tape, which I love. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, ain't nobody paying no bills over here besides me. So nobody's telling me what I can and can't say. And that's, that's what I really enjoy. Yeah. I love that. It's like you had a vision already for yourself, but like, like most things, it just, sometimes our future is a lot better than what we even envisioned. That's pretty cool. You are like a walking like testimony of that. So like that is super inspiring to me and I'm sure super inspiring to a lot of others. Thank you. you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So now that we talked a little bit about background, I just kind of, I want to understand where exactly the passion came from. You wanted to hone in on women and you wanted to talk women's Mm -hmm. rights. You wanted to talk to things about women. Where did that passion initially come from? The passion came from wanting to like stand out. Mm in a different way. So when I really started doing this, it was kind of interesting because Instagram was going through like one of two things. They were going through the Instagram models with the big old booties. Do you remember those days? Do you remember like she had a big old butt and I'm just sitting here like, girl, I don't look like that. What? Or it was like this, like namaste yoga, like, yes. There's no in between. I don't high vibe. There was one of these two things. And so I knew I wanted to come into the like holistic online health space specifically and be like this voice of reason. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know what lens that was going to come from because I'd always been an athlete my entire life. So like my physique you know, if you ever see me, the way that I'm shaped, I have been shaped this way since I was like 13 because I've always been a track runner, you know? So I, my physique wasn't really a good talking point for me. And the concept of balancing hormones, I was just like, that's too complicated. And I remember someone just being like, well, what's your story? Like, if you could fix one thing about your health, I would be like, I don't know. Like I didn't have the story. So 2019, I'm interviewing a friend for a podcast. And on the podcast, I remember this girl, her name is Hannah Bailey. She's just like, yeah, periods aren't supposed to be painful. And I was like, first of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. What do you mean? And that was the moment where I knew periods were going to be my calling essentially, because I had had 14 years worth of periods and never once had I heard someone say periods aren't supposed to be painful. Never once had I heard a woman say she doesn't PMS. But when I was interviewing this girl for my podcast, I heard it loud and clear. And it was like something clicked. Mm. The next day I interviewed somebody else and she recommended the book Woman Code by Elisa Vitti. If you have never read Woman Code, I highly recommend. It is quite literally a field guide for living aligned with your cycle. Um, but I remember her telling me, like, Barry, I could see you as like a doula or like a midwife. I was like, I don't see that, but I can do something with these periods. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm not seeing what you're seeing. But, you know, and for me, those were like very pivotal moments because from that day forward, everything I did was about living aligned with my cycle, bettering my cycle. And it just opened up the door to understanding like your menstrual cycle is your report card from your body every month. I mean, I remember my first like drama-free period. Girl, Mm. you couldn't tell me nothing. I was like, 
period where who like it was such a phenomenal feeling and you know that was 2019 here we are in 2023 and those moments in just thinking back this made me feel better thank you oh <laughs> you're welcome I'm, I'm glad we could turn this day around oh that's amazing her yeah. dad was a physician mm. so that's like her dad being a doctor in also co-signing it I was like first of all Mr. White Man hold on something because as a black woman we're used to hearing this women of color in general mm. are used to feeling this pain surrounding their cycle right and then the way she put it was well it's a natural process of the body the only natural process of the body that should make you uncomfortable is like labor and delivery and I was like wow that's so profound because when you really think about it, pain is a sign that something is off. Mm. And yet we're normalized to the pain surrounding a cycle. Why is that? Wait, the math isn't mathing there. Right. And like, that's when like something clicked because she said periods aren't supposed to be painful. And I was like, if I'm in this great state of health, why does my period suck so bad? Mm. hmm Right. So yeah, that's a little old me and how I got into this. I feel like we've had a lot of conversations with how women are often given the information about their bodies, what to expect, like, especially like I got the talk in fifth grade, you know, like we, we round mm-hmm. up all the girls, mm-hmm. you round up all the boys, you talk about how your body's going to go through transitions the next couple of years. But like, it wasn't, it, if anything, it was very fear inducing one. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, like pain, the word pain and just painfulness was just very much part of that conversation. So like, I can imagine hearing that from somebody else without hearing that prior to that. It was like, whoa, stop the train. What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking because about? I, I rolled my eyes like, yeah, okay. And she's like, no, my dad's a physician. I was like, pause, Mr. White Man comes like, and I remember saying it just like that and of course there's this level of humor to it but it also added this level of authority to it Mm. where it was like okay maybe you should listen for just a hot second yeah and as you know as I have grown in this space one of the things I'm very mindful of is saying like periods are normal pain shouldn't be but I'm hyper aware that it is And whatever education they did back in the day, like, y'all, I'm old enough to remember a VHS tape. Mm. They (laughs) took this old dusty old monitor out of the storage closet, grabbed a VHS tape and popped it into um, the player. And like, this is when TV still had a VHS thing Mm -hmm. like connected to it. Like it was like a little bit more evolved, but not really there. (laughs) There was no streaming, okay? No. I remember sitting there watching this horrendous movie from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And the reason I called it horrendous is because somebody had a mullet. And nothing against mullets, but like <laughs> everything against mullets, okay? Don't <laughs> do that, okay? But I just remember being like, this is going to happen. And then I'm going to be hormonal. I'm not going to understand myself. I'm going to struggle to communicate. And I'm bleeding and there's no stopping it. Hold on. And I think I was either 
I was probably in the fifth grade, just like you, because my mm-hmm. mom, I remember my mom having to sign like a permission slip. Now, I don't remember the birds and the bees talk. I just strictly remember like periods and basically blacking out after being like, yeah. this is too much. This yep. is too much, right? Literally. Um, but it's so crazy when you think about the like conditioning and the narrative of pain and fear and hormonal. Whereas like now years later, like I have flipped all of it on its head in Mm. such a fun way because I'm like, yes, I am bleeding and I'm still a baddie. What? Like, you know, like (laughs) I'm all about the, the empowerment side of it. Yeah. The educating and the empowering because it's like, yes, we are bleeding nonstop for three to seven days. But think about all that you are doing in spite of all that you are losing quite literally, like all of the nutrients coming out of you. Like the fact that we still get up and go, that hits different. Crazy, crazy. Mm. We talk about strength. (laughs) We don't want to talk about it. Like, I think it's because I don't, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, F the patriarchy and all of that. Like it is what it is, you know, not a fan of like how our society is sometimes, but also accepting it for what it is and moving forward in spite of but this is one of those moments where I'm like hey do you understand that we can increase your bottom line so much more efficiently between the follicular and ovulatory phases let me talk to people then don't ask me to talk to nobody else any other time I don't want to I'm not Mm -hmm. designed to and that's okay be okay okay. with it Chuck (laughs) that's okay it is totally fine I didn't realize that though you know like Prior to understanding my cycle or even just taking a moment to understand my cycle, I didn't Mm -hmm. think that there was correlations. Like I didn't think my, how I felt had anything to do with where I was in my cycle. And as time went on and like I started applying what you have been teaching me and also like applying what my friend, Dr. Brighton has been teaching me. Dr. Jolene Brighton. She's amazing. Like I just was like, nah, I was unhinged almost maybe. But when I started looking at it, I was like, oh, no, I have patterns. These Mm -hmm. patterns correlate with my phases. And it's my responsibility Mm -hmm. to take action and to take notice for those. So, girl, it's funny that you said the the whole dusty, musty VHS. I can literally imagine, like, like the gym teacher pushing it out and, like, the little squeaky. (laughs) I remember the outfit I had on. So this is the days where they still had limited to. Do you remember that clothing store? Oh, we was a little bougie over here. So I remember having on this like pink t-shirt. It was salmon with matching salmon pants and like white tennis shoes. I'm pretty Mm. sure I was wearing Vans at this point because I was going through this awkward, like I want to be a skateboarder, but I'm really, I'm not sure where I'm at. I was in the fifth grade. I had on a white glittery belt. And I can like remember, I don't know who thought this was a good idea and why my mom let me leave the house that way, but I was in fifth great but I can remember so clearly just being like hold on yeah I didn't sign up for this like because it was just like that moment and I think now when I think about young menstruators one of the things especially like I'm a girl's girl so please forgive me if you identify any other way I'm gonna just say that I I don't mean any harm I just I'm for the girl like I'm one of those girls girly girls kind of I like sports uh Never mind. This is going to get dicey. <laughs> get dicey because there's all these stereotypes. But like, I remember I am like, I don't want young girls to feel what I felt. 
and believe what I believed for so long. I'm hormonal. Yes, I'm supposed to be. Don't cross me, George. Bob, do it. Don't do it. Cody. Cody. I, I want young girls to know that being hormonal in experiencing all that it is, is actually good because you can actually process so much better than most people. Like we, we have that superpower, truly. We've talked about this before, but for those who are new here, um, we both have a slightly religious upbringing for the most part. And um, I was literally talking to my mom the other day and we were talking about like the role of a woman within a relationship or just like in general. And I was like, there's a reason why even in like biblical texts, women have been associated with wisdom. It's like we have our own set of wisdom and tools to bring to the table within us. And it's like, we just forgot about that. We just kind of overlook it or something. I think it was the shaping of our society for mm. a long time, you know, because like, especially here in the U.S., I can't speak to every other part of the world, but right. the Western world, especially, we went from historically honoring roles in society to looking for the bad guy. Yeah. There's like this constant protagonist antagonist thing. And then whenever they arrived here in America, it's like everything got flipped on its head. And then women that were once seen as wise were then called witches. Yeah. And then it was like women became second class citizens. And it's just constant, like yeah. this, this duality, but it was always women are bad. Women are bad. And it's like, I think often because women are intuitive by nature, because there is so much wisdom literally locked in us. If you want a certain level of power in society, but a woman is like, no, you know, it becomes a threat to what masculinity was. Yes. You know, I think everything is evolving again. So it's very hard to say what things are now because of like just respecting everyone's evolution. But I think that happened. And because for so long, the role of the woman was suppressed mm -hmm. and ignored. Now, when you hear women say I'm in pain, we're continuing to suppress it and ignore it. But 2020 low-key was hype. And now everybody's listening. So here we are. That's right. We all got 2020 vision. I keep saying that. I was like, yo, in 2020, we all got a new set of lenses. Things mm -hmm. were just viewed differently. Movements were made. It's like that was the pit. Like if we have textbooks in the future, that is probably going to be a pivotal point in American and maybe the world's history. People were coming mm -hmm. together for causes. I love it's all connected, girl. It is. I think this is like one of those great defining moments. Yes. You know, every every civilization has defining moments. And I think for us, it was definitely 2020. But girl, can I tell you, I'm so ready for like this. We went from what? The like Aquarian age to like the Piscean age or whatever, whatever. I don't know. Sun, moon and stars ages. <laughs> I'm ready for us to be in that next level of evolution. I, I can't keep up. Like, I try to be aware of, like, what everyone is saying just to stay relevant in terms of, like, 5D and, like, that's a lot of work. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah. 
knowledge comes great responsibility for the most part. And I feel like as we evolve with more knowledge, girl, it gets more murkier. So I'm going to just stay, I'm going to stay with what I know right now mm-hmm, that it ceased mm-hmm. to be true, which is girl, what my body is asking of me and what is it naturally doing? Um, so I did want to actually ask you some of your favorite period hacks. This could be like small, this could be big, whatever you kind of define as a period hack, I would love if you could share with the group. <laughs> My first one is red raspberry leaf tea, period. Yes. Story. This is yes. the one that transformed my period. It took my cramps from, I can't walk to who are they? Who, yes. is, she? who is she? I do not have cramps anymore. And this is so crazy because this started in February of 2019 at the beginning of my cycle journey, right? By March of 2019, I didn't know what a cramp was unless it was from running, literally like a running cramp because I'm like, oh, my leg, Charlie, you know, those (laughs) things. Um, And if you are somebody who deals with cramping, however, you're not somebody who has PCOS or endometriosis or fibroids, this is good. Um, what I've learned as of late is people who have PCOS, fibroids, or endo don't necessarily respond to red raspberry leaf tea the same way as somebody who just is a little bit crampier. And this is just from talking to so many people. Okay. So that's my first one. My second hack for y'all isn't even a hack. I'm about to go ahead and tell y'all how to fix these periods, okay? Uh-oh. This is coming from me as a women's health coach for the last six years, all right? Y'all need to get into this because if you're not, you're doing it wrong. First thing is proper hydration, okay? So a lot of you probably have your Stanleys or, or your Hydro Flask, okay? Drink some water, go ahead. Um, but some of you might be overhydrated when you're overhydrated, the nutrients aren't actually getting to your cells from your supplements. So proper hydration, when you pee, it should actually look like a little bit of, um, lemonade. Oh, okay. That's the first thing. Then from there, probably red raspberry leaf tea. Then from there, we need to do remineralization and supplementation. Everyone's supplement is going to look different. Your supplement routine is going to vary based on who you are. Uh, Right now, I am taking a supplement called My Happy Flow. And I've been taking it literally for the last 12 days. And I love it because it has two ingredients I've never taken before. One is called DIM and the other is called Indole-3-Carbonyl. Both of those support your liver, okay, and regulating estrogen, but it's also paired with seven incredible micronutrients and minerals that are actually designed to increase progesterone. So most people dealing with problematic periods are navigating um, estrogen dominance and progesterone deficiency. And I found that this one supplement kind of helps you level everything out as much as you need it. Um, So I've really been enjoying that. And I would recommend that for supplementation right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And coconut water. That's my baby. And I don't put coconut water under proper hydration. I put it under mineralization because coconut water has a lot of minerals in it. And a lot of people don't know that. But get you some coconut water. Get you some C2O. Um, The third thing is nutrition optimization. Okay. Listen. 
You can go gluten-free, dairy-free if you want. I don't know what kind of pasta you're going to be eating, but you do that. (laughs) Over here, we eat gluten and dairy in moderation and we honor our body. We also get higher quality. So when it comes to nutrition optimization, you have to know what serves you best and just stay in your personal lane. In addition to that, eating aligned with your cycle is good, but honestly... It's not even about the foods. It's about Mm. the nutrients. So a lot of people like me to go through like a grocery list of everything they should eat in sync with their cycle. And it's just a lot to be thinking about because if I'm out at a restaurant having me an espresso martini, I promise you, I'm not thinking about what phase of my cycle I'm in and what I can eat on the menu, right? Mm -mm. So you want to focus in on nutrients. And just remember in that first half of your cycle, what's really going to be supportive to you are things like iron and magnesium. The reason these are going to be supportive is because first off, you're bleeding and you need to replenish. Magnesium is helping you manage the pain. Uh, Magnesium is also involved in over 300 processes in the body. So you always need magnesium. So just go for it. Um, Speaking of that, I got some new magnesium from Moon Juice today. This is part of Prime Day. It was $25 for Prime Day as opposed to 50. So you know I got it. You know, you we need to get the deals, girl. You need to let me yeah. know, okay? Because I've been. I did. I posted it, it on TikTok. I let the girls. I think it's still twenty five dollars today too. Oh. So just like a little FYI, um, if you're listening, well, <laughs> it's just me and you right now. I'm saying, be like, if you're listening to it, it's me and you right now. Um, but the second half of your cycle, we want to double down on your micronutrients like calcium and zinc and um, more iron, more magnesium, but also vitamin D3, uh, B6, B12, those things. Again, the supplement I'm currently taking, my happy flow has this, so I don't have to like think about it too much. And I love that for myself. Um, But those are the nutrients to focus on. And then in regulation. Okay. That's the fourth and final tip is regulation. Y'all listen, if y'all not processing the process, you're doing it wrong. Period. Okay. (laughs) So what I want you all to do is realize that like down-regulating your nervous system isn't as deep, wonderful, and spiritual as everybody makes it. It can be as simple as going out for a walk in the middle of your day. It can be mm-hmm. as simple as getting some sunshine. I mean, I really have a lot of that today because it's really cloudy here and it's kind of annoying because I live in Michigan, so it's already not sunny most of the time, <laughs> you know, uh, but these are simple things, connecting with people you enjoy being around and yeah, there you go. Those are your four period hacks. I'll run through it really quick. Yes, yes. Proper hydration, remineralization, and supplementation. Then you have nutrition optimization. And lastly, regulation. That's it. Boom, baby. That's right. (laughs) It was an Asian sitcom, and the guy's nickname was Kimchi. And I had never had kimchi. But the way old boy ate kimchi, I was like, yo, this looks good. And this was like in 2020 when I was watching it. So needless to say, I pretty much eat some no, I eat kimchi every day. Not, yeah. not going to be like some type. No, it's the red cabbage. It's the Napa cabbage kimchi that I get yes. at H Mart. Yes. <gasps> Girl, literally a couple of months ago, I went to H Mart for the first time. And I was like, I want to buy kimchi because like I've been buying like giant brand. Um, I've been buying like the seal brand sometimes like Wegmans brand. And I wanted to buy like actual kimchi. And they had like 
containers. That's what I get. (gasps) But that is so crazy. The produce at H Mart is so much cheaper than it is anywhere else. And I'm like, okay, we need to talk. Yeah. (laughs) Why am I getting three green onion packs for a dollar, but at Kroger is 89 cents for one of you? H Mart was like, we're not, not gonna mark it up too much. Like, we know this food is trash for y'all, anyways. Mm, they're doing the Lord's <laughs> worth, H Mart. I tell you what. So, we're gonna talk now about how mm-hmm. our cycle correlates with our mental health. So, we definitely touched upon this before about how our body does, you know, go through things when we're on our cycle. Like, what's going on in our body is also transpiring, like what's going on in our brains. So, first of all, do you think there is a correlation? Facts. There's no just Barry think this. It's literally scientifically proven across the board. But I think one of the best ways to navigate talking about this is to give a little bit of cycle education in terms of like the first half of your cycle is estrogen dominant. The second half of your cycle is progesterone dominant. So estrogen usually will win in check. So when it's not like completely out of balance and you're dealing with estrogen dominance, like it's just regular higher and lower situation. It's designed to make us bubbly and outgoing and sexy. In the second half of your cycle, so after you've ovulated, Mm -hmm. progesterone is there to help you be resting and digesting and cuddly. So we're feeling connected and grounded. I think those are the first two things to know as we navigate mental health. But in addition to that, because estrogen drops in the second half of your cycle, a lot of research shows that there's a dip in happy neurotransmitter production. Serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, endorphins, those also can drop off in the second half of your cycle. But if your progesterone levels are where they need to be, they you don't feel the impacts of it. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about menstrual moodiness, it's true. It's happening because your hormone that's usually there to make you feel good and bubbly, it's dropped. And what comes along with it has also dropped. So that's more of that like scientific lens Um, But what people often experience is an estrogen dominance, even in the second half of their cycle, and a progesterone deficiency, meaning they don't have enough of that feel-good hormone that makes you feel grounded, calm, and cool, and collected. But they have an excess of that hormone that is good in moderation, but when estrogen is not in check, you know what it's like when somebody not in check. Mm-hmm. So I don't even need to tell you, right? <laughs> so you just want to kind of keep that in mind. When you're on your period, you're feeling low. Your energy levels are low. And I always tell people, just relax, rest, mm-hmm. take that time off. When you're on that follicular, when you're in your follicular phase, like post-period, but pre-ovulation, you're like, hey, hey, like, let's go, let's go get some drinks or something. And it's a really good time to like, feel connected to other people when you're ovulating it's like we outside okay we're doing everything when we're out where you at oh you want to know where i'm at we're outside like literally just like that tiktok 
Mm-hmm. I honestly filmed a TikTok with my mom when that first came out and I did that. And it was like, I was ovulating. It was great. You have your early luteal phase, which also does feel a lot like ovulation in mm-hmm. your mind, but also in your body. Yeah. Right? And then you have the late luteal phase where just even the slightest somebody just does the wrong thing. Like you just breathe and I'm ready to be set off, right? Yes. That is a sign that you need to relax again and reevaluate. You know, I think if you can just remember, relax on your period, reconnect, reignite and re-energize ovulating and then rest or reevaluate, you should be good to go. Yes, ma'am. Literally, like I was I was joking with Barry, we were trying to coordinate a time where we could have this episode together. Um, I, I literally was like, I am attempting to <laughs> schedule my shit because I am currently at that moment. I was my follicular and I was ready. I was ready to take on the world. I was like, I am using this energy to do what I need to do because it's so crazy. It does go hand in hand with our mental health and our activity. To be honest, when we have our periods, there's so much going on inside the body. Why wouldn't you want to rest? You know, if you feel bad, because I know I used to feel bad when I wasn't working out on my period, because prior to this this education, I think working out was always like, we have to get this done every single day because I want to maintain X, Y, and Z. But then realizing that there's a spot in our phases in our menstruation phase, our luteal into menstruation, where it is okay to chill out, to relax because your body's going through it. Your mind's going through it too. It was like that alone was so, I don't even, it was liberating for those like me who are almost shackled by the belief that we have to be always in go mode all the time. You know, I hear that level of liberation from so many people when I talk about the phases and I always laugh because I'm like dang why didn't I have that like stick to itiveness? because like the moment I realized like oh so y'all messed up like y'all was trying to get me on a different clock and I knew I wasn't supposed to like there's this level of like effort that came mm-hmm. with it where I'm like, somebody's talking to me and I'm on my period. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> like, don't do that. Don't go, go back to start. Try again. Oh, my period. And I'm like pretty aware of where I'm at my cycle at all times, just because of my work is also like how I live. Right. So I have to know, but you know, every now and again, I get lazy opening my app and then I'm like, Oh, it's gonna be a doozy. Yeah. It's gonna be a and my you best believe my boyfriend, he does have the app on his phone, so he knows when not to talk to me. Cause it's like talk to me nice or don't talk at all. At all, man. It's funny, right when I'm about to go into my uh menstruation phase, I started noticing two things I think that were pretty interesting. One is like I don't want anything to do with my fiance. Anything about him is just lighting me up. I just don't want it. And, and not lighting me up in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Lighting me up in a bad way. Um, but second, like, you know, we have very social endeavors, you and I. Right when I'm about to enter that menstruational phase or menstruation phase, I want to hermit. I don't want to be nobody. Good. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And like to the point where like I would almost like there was times I almost deleted my whole like my podcast. I almost deleted the whole blog everything because of that 
moment in my cycle, which I wasn't realizing that that was just a normal moment to go through. Yeah. So, you know, just to give you a little bit of peace about that, right? I feel like you know this, but for those of you who don't, Mm -hmm. the second half of our cycle, but specifically in the late luteal phase, our brain goes from being very allocentric to being very egocentric. So you go from focusing on all of the things and everyone else to focusing on me, myself, and I. And that is like actually a primal thing that we do because our bodies are preparing for a potential pregnancy. Even if we haven't conceived, our body is prepping and it's like nothing and no one else matters besides me in this potential life. Mm -hmm. Now, given our body knows when we have conceived and haven't, but our brain still has that primal innate switch. And yeah. it's, it's, in my opinion, it's incredible because I watch myself like go into full out deep clean mode. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's on her way. Cause like, I am like, oh God, I'm nesting. <laughs> like, Yeah, literally but, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, another thing that changes a lot of people don't realize is your spending habits change throughout your cycle too. Oh yeah. We could get into that because we're way more impulsive in the first half of our cycle than we are in the second half of our cycle. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. So estrogen is known to make us more impulsive. So right when you're just off of your period and you're ovulating, you might notice you're going out more, you're spending more. I mean, listen, you might notice it. Not everybody goes through it, but a lot. there has been research done talking about this correlation. And then I've also had a lot of people tell me their personal experience is opposite. They feel like they splurge more when they're like PMSing because they're isolating themselves. I was like, yeah, but think about what you're buying. Are you buying cleaning products? Yeah, I'm restocking my whole house. You're nesting. Think about this. This isn't like, oh, I'm going out to be a hot girl. It's, oh, I'm taking care of my home because this is where I'm about to be for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. So there's actually changes. We're known to be more impulsive in that estrogen dominant side of your cycle. That's nuts. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense. If I look at my spending habits, majority of the time I am spending, I am buying kind of in line (laughs) with what that is. Now, yes, sometimes like if I'm getting my, my period and I'm like going internal almost a little bit, like a bitch will splurge on like some tacos, but that's different. That's, that's just what mama wants. Mama's going to get. Tacos are always in the budget. I'm a natural girly. So nachos are always in my budget. (laughs) Like if I were to die, my last meal wouldn't need to be nachos. They understand me and I understand them so well. Ying and yang, girl. Ying and yang, I tell you. Mm-hmm. Both Barry and I have had conversations about a lot of the viral hormone healing things that have been circulating on the internet and how some of it is super misleading and also being pushed by those who just don't really understand. Um, so if there is one that you can think of, one viral tactic of hormone healing and women's health that we can debunk today, what would that be? So you know what? I'm actually going to turn it on you. You tell me which one you want me to debunk and we'll get into it. All right. Let's do, okay. Only because I've seen your stories on this and I've also still see a lot of people talking about it. Let's talk about the viral carrot salad. I'm tired of that funky little salad. Here is why I'm 
I'm tired of the carrot salad. A lot of people are going around thinking that's going to actually decrease all of their estrogen dominance related conditions. And it's like, okay, first of all, if you're still eating foods that feed estrogen, that one carrot salad is not doing it for you. It's not going to cut through everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two, there are so many foods that do the exact same thing as carrots. And people don't talk about it. Case in point, zucchini. Pretty much anything in, high in vitamin A can do what the carrot salad does. Mm -hmm. But you don't hear people talking about that. And again, nothing against carrots because I like carrots. I, I was a little bunny rabbit when I was I like carrots. But I don't like when we utilize carrots as this the only way to like some of y'all don't even need to be decreasing your estrogen. What you need to be doing is increasing your progesterone, but you're not doing that because you're listening to Susie Q on TikTok. Sorry if your name is Susie Q. I'm just being honest. But you listen to <laughs> Susie Q on TikTok who said you need to like all of your problems are stemming from estrogen. No, they're not. No, they're not. Actually, I think it's very easy to jump to that conclusion because we've been sold this idea that everything is bad for us when it's actually not mm -hmm. like <clears throat> them funky low carrots. <laughs> Girl, I, you know what? The only reason why I brought that one up is because I, I saw, I would see like your stories and I think a, a post that you mentioned and you called out this viral carrot salad and it's funny because like prior to that like I kept seeing all these videos of people talking about it and I was like well what's the I feel like it's so underwhelming and I don't understand why it's being pushed around a lot so Love that's the people in the back girl overwhelming like here's the thing TikTok specifically TikTok will have you believing that only the way a, a specific thing is shown is the right way to do it. Mm. A lot of people believe you can actually balance your hormones. There's no actual balance for your hormones. Look at your menstrual cycle. Estrogen is high and progesterone is low. There's constantly this ebb and flow, constantly that bell curve. So like the concept of balancing hormones itself just rubs me the wrong way. Cause I'm like, no, oh, when I think of balance, I think of a scale and like really balance. Mm -hmm. Y'all are doing it wrong, but I get it for marketing purposes, whatever. But the carrot being underwhelming, it's just like, I think what it is, is we want to find a favorite food of the moment. Mm -hmm. And we want to listen to people who look a certain way. And when you don't see people who look like me on your algorithm, they will have you thinking that the only way to, you know, fix your period is through the wellness shots, which tastes like grass. Literally. I, I juiced some spinach yesterday and was like, Oh, this is terrible. He's <laughs> like some dirt. I was mad too, mm -mm. you know, but they will have you thinking that the less oil you use in your food and the less seasoning you use in your food and the more fake meats that you're eating and all of those things, they'll have you thinking that that's what is going to help you balance your hormones or achieve hormonal health. And as I like to say, achieve hormone harmony when mm. it's not. I right. think for me, the raw carrot salad is like a very subtle way of me being like, come listen to somebody who don't look like them, 
who also know what they're talking about. Add a little diversity in there. Please. As soon as you add some zucchini, we're here. That's add right. some zucchini to peach. That's right. <laughs> Girl, and that is why we talk about this because, like, A, we need more diversity when it comes to women's health. And two, like, we need to debunk a lot of the things that is spread like wildfire on TikTok. One of the things I did want to talk about to circle back was like, we mentioned kimchi before. Like, that's such a great food. And it's so, oh, it's amazing. And like, I didn't realize how good it was. I had to see a video for it. So in some ways, like TikTok was helpful in finding certain things. But when we put all our beliefs into one video that we see only once, that's where the problem kind of resurfaces, you know? Kimchi will do more beneficial things for your period than raw carrot salad. Here's why. Let me, let me tell you why. Cause I think a lot of people would be shocked to hear that because you're also told you can't eat things that are spicy because it's going to make your period worse. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. But anyways, (laughs) if food is a tool, it's going to either work for you or against you. It's entirely up to you. But with kimchi specifically, fermented foods are aiding not only your gut, but also your liver. Mm-hmm. That means it's also not only just metabolizing your estrogen and helping that get out of the body, it's also putting in extra vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that you need in order to create, store, or release hormones. But they don't want to tell you that. I will, because for me, I love a little kimchi, okay? Wellness really doesn't have a color. So for me, when it comes to working with hormones, I'm always like, okay, that's a recipe? Okay, Samosas, like all curries, mm, curry. biryani, like give me any food that has flavor. And I promise you, I will figure out how that benefits hormones. Period. That's right. That's right. Period. And I love that you mentioned liver too, because in the book, Beyond the Pill, um, that was one of the prime things that she mentioned. She's like, a lot of people focus on all, all these other things, but she's like, but did you know your liver actually has an important part to play in all of this. And we have to honor that as much as we can through whatever we eat. That's just not common knowledge. You know, no one really knows that like our liver is important when it comes to our cycle health. Your liver is important when it comes to all of your health. It is Mm. the most underrated organ at play. I want you to think of the liver as the filter Mm. of the entire body because that's what it is. A lot of people who deal with hormonal imbalance symptoms, there's two places I'll go. Three, but two, first, sluggish liver. So in functional medicine, we look at the liver first and how that functions. Because if your liver is sluggish, you want to basically help it detox so that the hormones can get back into a harmonious state. Second area we often will look at is your adrenals and whether or not the adrenals are overactive. See, a lot of people just focus in on the gut and ignore the liver, but it doesn't matter what your gut is doing at the end of the day if your liver is not functioning properly, because you could be taking all the pre and probiotics under the sun that you want. If your liver is literally not getting the hormones through the proper path of detoxification, hydroxy 2, the hormones are re-entering the body through the second pathway called hydroxy 16. Now, I'm not going to get into all these details because I don't think people are going to care that much, but most people running around with the estrogen dominance issue, uh, it's because their liver is not actually functioning the right way. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, well, carrots are detox, like metabolizing my, no, the carrots aren't doing it. It's your liver. Mm-hmm. Carrots are literally there. Okay. <laughs> They're just there. Girl. I love it. I love it so much. I hope whoever's listening, I hope you're gaining a lot of information perspective here and really like above all of the information that we're sharing today, it's really important to do your research, to figure this out, to find credible sources, to look up like real life studies instead of kind of trusting some person on TikTok with information that may or may not be true. When I started understanding cycle syncing, not cycle syncing, but just understanding like the phases and understanding that my cycle has phases, I dove right in and I didn't really, I had a couple books that I, my bot, I don't have them with me, but I was able to bookmark and like highlight and then find additional sources online as well as some studies because I was like, this seems heavy in a good way. It seems like it's full of things that I need to investigate further. Um, And then I found you. Then I stumbled upon you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. On this note, I just want to say not everybody has to get into the nitty gritties of the research. And I'm not saying all the TikTok girlies are not good resources. What I'm saying is if you only hear them talking about one thing one way, that means they probably read one or two books. You know, everybody's pretty much aware of the book Woman Code by now and the book In the Flow. And I love watching people talk about living aligned with their cycle or syncing with their cycle or cycle syncing, however you want to put it. I love watching it. But I also laugh because I'm like, you literally read the same book and regurgitated the information. A lot of the times people don't even know that I started off teaching people how to live aligned with their cycle because at this point in my journey, like I don't follow really any of those rules because Mm -hmm. I have my own methodology and like I know what's real and doable. Yeah. What's not doable is living this really regimented life and only eating foods during certain times of my cycle. Girl, I'm going to eat some chocolate cake when I want to. That's right. Period. I'm going to relish in that. You know, yes. I'm going to enjoy my espresso, whether it's, you know, in my um, menstrual phase or I'm in my luteal phase. I'm not going to feel bad about it. And so keep that in mind as you are, you know, coming across people on TikTok. Some people really, really like that regimented lifestyle. And I lived it for a really long time. For five years, I lived that way. Now, can't nobody tell me nothing. Okay. <laughs> and, and I promise you this period is still perfect and popping. Like yes. I have no pain and I'm always eating and nourishing my body. I think more importantly than anything, know that regardless of whether or not you eat aligned with your cycle, you're choosing how you nourish yourself, especially mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. So if you view, let's say a tamale, I love tamales. That's like my like food of the moment. Kimchi and tamales. So, (laughs) so couldn't be more polar opposite. Like if you hear somebody say tamales aren't good for you, just remember, yeah, like they actually low-key probably are. They're probably really nourishing and you just don't know it because you don't know what nutrient is actually in the tamale, whether right. it be the corn flour or, you know, whatever gets filled. I 
I personally don't ever get anything in my tamales. There's like this little place. <laughs> there's a little, um, there's a little like town a few miles away and we get them from this like mm. liquor store basically. And it's so good. <laughs> it's so does it good. come, does it come in the plantain leaf? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. It's just, for me, it's like, I eat it because I'm like, yo, that's somebody's mom or grandma. And I yes. know. I know she's not poisoning me. No, she's putting her, no, her, her whole gram dussy in it, man. I tell you what, because this has almost been like flighted and launched as this like very regimened, very like within your cycle, like it almost becomes a pressurized activity. It's like, what's refreshing is that you're like, no, 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 no. It does not have to be this way. These are just mm-hmm. ideas. These are just food suggestions that work well. But that by no means do you need to be regiment to a T. What I found myself doing personally, my own practice of like syncing with my cycle was being so regimented that mm. there was joy taken from me. Like I was stressed and anxious yes. and that's not doing anything for my hormones no, at all. Mm-mm. So when I looked at how restrictive this had become and how I honestly looked at it as more of a chain than it was like a tool. I was like, nah, we flipping this up, upside down. So now, you know, I literally just posted something today, like a menstrual phase lunch. I made my lunch and recorded it. And then I was like, oh, I'm actually, I'm not, this was a lunch from last week, but I was like, oh, I'm actually on my period. Huh. My body was craving tuna because of selenium and iron Mm -hmm. in needing those nutrients. So I made a tuna salad. I posted it and I had a girl reach out to me and be like, you're not supposed to eat tuna on your period. And I was like, do you know who you're talking to? (laughs) Like, first of all, girl, second of all, I was like, it's so interesting that we think that the only way we can nourish our body is based off of somebody else's grocery list. I thought tuna was perfect. First of all, tuna is a great, I love tuna. If my body is craving tuna, then I'm gonna give it tuna. Right. But if you're looking on TikTok and you see a, like a viral TikTok of a girl eating in sync with her cycle, sharing with you all the foods she's eating, mm. that's all you might be seeing is people like her. Hey. So if people like her and like, I mean, we know how the algorithm is set up, but if people like her are only eating, let's say beets and raw carrot salads, then you might assume you have to eat beets and raw carrot salad. I didn't grow up with that. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mama, I can't tell you one time my mama made beets, y'all. One time, I don't know. One, I'm 29. I can't tell you one time I had a beet. <laughs> I just started doing beet powder. I never had real beets. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Beets are, they've got to be, I got to have them with something or else I'm just not going to, because I didn't grow up eating them either. I No. One last and final question. If knowing what you know now, right? If you by chance had to be literally dropped off on an island somewhere and you had your food essentials, you have like, okay. you know, the island is stocked with, you know, what you need to eat, drink, basically to stay alive. What three mm-hmm. items would you bring with you to make sure, you know, that you feel well-rounded on this island? Honestly, like you sure I have a knife because I got to um, cook. I mean, so yeah, I have, like, you those got essentials? basic essentials for living. Okay. Basic essentials for living. Three items I would bring. I would bring a person for sure. Okay. okay. I'd probably bring my boyfriend because like 
we're good. Like yeah. we like to talk and I think it's important <laughs> to have like, I think if you're alone on an island, that's like, it's giving Tom Hanks uh castaway. And I just not, not into it. Not. No. So I would bring a person with me for sure. And he would be the person. The next thing I would bring is a book that I could never get tired of. So at the top of my head, I'm really thinking about this book that called, uh, it's by Neville Goddard. Um, he is like a manifestation person from like the 1920s or earlier, if I'm not mistaken. And I just find spirituality really fascinating. And I find his work fascinating because it ties the concepts of like spirituality and Christianity together. Like everything that we, we know, like, you know, people talk about, uh, speaking the power of affirmations Mm -hmm. and like I like that he could find like a scripture and like mirror that together because that's kind of how I look at things and so I would bring that book and then the last thing I do is bring some music because listen we gotta talk a little some some no I love music though I think that those would be the three things like a book some good music and I guess my man that's right (laughs) hey you gotta have the vibes optional though (laughs) I mean, it'd be nice to have a little company, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, when I'm on my period, I don't really know if I need to talk to you. But, no, you but. can go on that side of the island. I'll stay here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her. That's what I would bring. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Miss Barry. Do you have anything you'd like to promote and let the listeners know that you're actively working on? Yeah, so I think the first thing I would say is come hang out on Instagram because I'm low-key hype over there. Um, she is. <laughs> and then in terms of promoting, you know, if you listen to this episode, I have um, an ebook with a ton of recipes where you can grab that. And it's actually worth it. Like there's so much value in that ebook. Um, it's called, I think I renamed it like Hormone Harmony Cookbook, but it used to be called Nourish or Flow. It teaches you how to use food as a tool and the recipes are good. I can assure you there is no raw carrot salad in there. (laughs) We cook over here, okay? We be eating. Mm -hmm. And then my reset. So I have a 21-day cleanse that is really designed to help people create hormonal harmony through removing heavy metals from the liver. And I just finished it with the girls uh, the first time around July 1st. I freaking love that. That was the best thing I ever did. Like, because everybody was like, wait, I still get to eat my regular food and you're telling me I'm taking toxins out of my body? <laughs> like, it was it was awesome. So I would highly encourage you guys to do that and use the coupon code PROCESS. That's what we'll do. Because hey. it's called Processing the Process. So we'll give you a little discount. Ness, I don't know what it is. I got to look at the back end. Um, <laughs> probably like 20 20 to 40% off somewhere in there. Okay. I, I assume. If you get the reset, you can honestly just like purchase the cookbook, I think, for like $16. The reset is $55, so we'll give them 30% off with a code process. On your socials, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me literally. Little words are hard. Literally <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, at Berion, B-E-R-R-I. I-O-N, L, like the letter L, Barry, B-E-R-R-Y. I love it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Well, thank you 
so much for hanging out with me today and just like talking about a little bit about you, a little bit what you're passionate about, and obviously like tying together how this whole journey of understanding your body and your cycles, it's not supposed to be coming from a pressured place. It's supposed to be coming from a loving place. You know what I'm saying? And like, thank you for reiterating that for, for, for those listening. And just for me as well, because it is refreshing and it is also really grounding to hear. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. It is my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and just, you know, allowing us to all be here and process through things with you. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know what, girl? I knew the name would come in handy one day. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Like Barry said, if you would like to purchase some of her digital products that she has available, including the 21 day hormone reset, the fertility tracking guide, eating for better periods plan, or the simply sync digital planner, you can go ahead and use my code process for 30% off your entire order. So this is a great time to go ahead and dive into some great resources to understand your body better, whether you're transitioning off of contraceptive birth control or you're just trying to understand your periods better, it's a wonderful way to get started on that journey of understanding yourself and your hormones. If there was a topic today that we did not cover in full depth, no worries. I encourage you to go ahead and follow Barry on social media and reach out to her. Send her a DM with your question and she'd be happy to answer it. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. You are precious. You are incredibly loved. And you're the only one who can process your shit. Okay? <laughs> Till next time. Bye.